think we need to make some of these movies more about inventions, less about body horror. It's my one request. It's the Life's a Pitch podcast, Jenny. You get what you're given. Listen, I just need something sensible to happen. <laughs> What a good film. Mark Ruffalo. That made me realise that I do love European Mark Ruffalo. European Buffalo. <laughs> He's European. I would, yeah. So, yeah, we're doing invention movies. Doing it. Uh, do you want to hear some honourable inventions? Sure. Hey, I'd love to. Uh, can, we define, can, we, can we define invention movies first? Nah. Like, it's so films in which... types. Film, film in, films in which something that actually exists was invented, like biopics of the inventor of it. Mm. And silly films in which a new thing is invented, such as Flubber or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And then the third kind, which is the invention of lying. Which, yeah. Which isn't an invention film at all, but it comes up on the Google And also, we're never going to mention it again. Yep. (sighs) Alright, movie. Such a pity Ricky Gervais is is in it. (laughs) Speaks in it. It's yeah. a shame that he exists. Interesting movie. Shame about the Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> Matt reviews Ricky Gervais movies. <laughs> I want to see that YouTube channel. That will make it. Just be Matt going, bad. Next video. Every episode. Bad. Interesting movie. Shame about the Gervais. <laughs> oh. Interesting episode this week uh, of The Office. Shame about the Gervais. <laughs> Okay, and from Daniel Mongan, we've mm-hmm. got The Spark of Genius. The Spark of Genius. The Spark of Genius, yes. Um, I don't know why, but I think there should be a dog in this called Spark. Just, just my opinion. I think that's one bit. I think, okay. <sighs> a dog gets electrocuted by a machine and it becomes a great scientist. Yeah, I think so. But he can't do anything with his paws, so he has to get his like young boy master oh, to build things. Yeah. That's so good. He's like, I can fix this car. Post haste. He's voiced by um, who's a posh British voice? Pick a posh British voice. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. His voice, yeah. The dog is voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch, and the child it's is the... one of them from Stranger Things. Pick one. Pick your favorite. Cold um, open. Okay. Right, I got it. Cold yeah. open. Uh, Nikola Tesla mm-hmm. and. Edison yeah. are arguing. Mm-hmm. This is how. Remember how Tesla died, right? It was mysterious circumstances. Yeah. Like, much like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> are you saying that this dog is Tesla? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, they're having a fight near Tesla's big shock boy machine. Yeah, yeah. Like in the Prestige. Gets pushed into the shock it boy machine. It zip zaps him and he's just gone. Yeah. And so Edison's like. Ooh. <laughs> and runs away. Yeah. And then Let's we steal skip. all these papers. We skip like how how many years? Um hundred. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know, seventy. Um <laughs> This is this is Well let's set it in the eighties. So So like sixty? Seventy years, something like that. So, some years. Some years. When ago, was right? the light bulb invented? A while ago. I can't remember. Um, so, I wasn't there. Uh, the, the, this is like it's it's now this this center. So you we we like stay in. We have the same shot of of this machine, and then mm. it sort of 
passes time, you know, we leave for it says like 70 years later, or how many years you decided. Uh, nine, uh, 1986. <gasps> um, and like a bunch of kids, like a skateboard jumps past the camera and a dog runs past and they're like, with oh the... geez, and it's like this kid and his brother and this dog running dog's around got this a, thing. Dog's white with a black uh, lightning bolt across its eye. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jumped um, by Van Halen playing on a tape cassette. Recorder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's, there's a couple of older boys with this young kid and they're like, oh, Oh, hey, I wonder how we plug this thing in. And the kid's like, oh, gee, I don't think that's a very good idea. Oh, gee, no, that's a really bad plan. And the kids, the, the kids plug in, everything sort of zips up, uh, and the dog runs towards it, and they go, oh, Sparky, no! And he gets zapped by this uh, by this, this charge in the machine, and they're all just like, oh, shit, we killed the dog. They take it to the vet, who's played by a really, really bloodthirsty Andy Circus. <laughs> Who kind of just rips yep. his dog apart and puts it back together again? No, I think for some it's reason. just. I think it's just he suddenly suddenly wakes up as he's about to be like a dead. It wakes up. He's like, oh, I was incorrect, and <laughs> he's like Hello. weirded out by it. He's like, this dog's clearly dead, and then he's like, what? If it makes the kids happy. <laughs> I'll defibrillate it. <laughs> <laughs> Zap again, and then and then through yeah. the, through the defibrillator comes like the, the the this green light we have seen before. And then the green light got shot into him at the Tesla okay. coil previously. Okay, okay, so this is this is now bringing him back to life yeah. with the, like yeah, with okay. normal electricity. With normal electricity, and, and, yeah. and Doug's like what. You hear that noise, and it's like a strange. Uh, and Doug is like, "What's this?" But so, I. So I'm thinking this kid yeah. right, has to keep it under wraps. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. that Nikola Tesla is this now is his an dog. This is NET style. So yeah. this dog's like, I've got a really good idea. While the dog is being hunted down. Yes, Andy Circus by... is hunting this dog. Yeah. Andy Circus is the Order of Edison. Mm. Yeah, he's the, 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 the secret society. Yeah. Excellent. Because this dog gets um, gets sort of like local paper recognition yeah. for no, the, helping no, build a power no, station the in kid, a local area. The kid gets like starts being really good at science and getting loads of really high marks in all the in science, science programs. He's made like this almost perpetual energy machine. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like, uh, and and Andy Serkis is like, hold on a second. I remember that kid and his dog. They said they were at the old abandoned Tesla center. And so. <laughs> Much like, basically cut and paste ET yeah. right now, but instead of a, a signal thing to send out to the thing, the dog's building a power station to power up the little village or yeah. town that wherever ET's set. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is this is going on the same time as ET. Yeah. So in the background, you can see all this shit happening with ET. <laughs> if you look really closely, you can see someone flying across the moon. There's a scene yeah. where this this kid's mum, played by uh, Kristen Wiig, is mm. like watching this news article about the mum and ET. I can't believe this this woman would miss what her kid's doing, so obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. While like, While like, in the background, they're running around with loads of cables and, like, behind yeah. her. She doesn't notice. Well, she, she's, just, uh, she's just depressed about the divorce, really. Yeah. So it's... That that's it's, it. Yeah, it's not. It's... No, she should be played by Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Full circle. She's played by Drew Barrymore. Yeah. We're in the background. We <laughs> For the Halloween scene, we get <laughs> Drew Barrymore to walk. We get the footage of E.T., Drew Barrymore walking past. So, like, you're like, why did they even bother setting this film in E.T. times? <laughs> what is the link here? Like, we just wanted to do it. Uh, it just thought it'd be fun. It's, just, it's, like, it's like Cloverfield, right? It's yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> some, stuff, some stuff's happening in this town, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, they they're building it. I think there has to be some kind of like um, the reason that they haven't found the secret to um, renewable energy yet. Mm. It's because the order has kept it down. down. And that's Tesla's back in this dog body. Yeah. Yeah. With the kids helping him build this perpetual motion energy machine that will give source of power to this whole area and then and then the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think he's just been hunted down and then like they get to the place and they turn the thing on, bright lights all over the place. Andy Circus is like, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> changes his mind. Yeah. Oh no, he's got to land in dung at some point. Oh yeah. He's no. got to be in the no, there's, there's, there's a lot of very comedic chase sequences throughout the rest that we pepper out the rest of the yeah, film. If, we'll get the climax. If the bad guy doesn't well, end he, like, up in gets... dung. It's not a kids, not a family. Film. No. So basically, right, the <laughs> the um the the dog builds uh te- Nikola, Nikola Tesla as this dog builds loads of security devices to protect mm. the home for any circus. It's like a Home Alone style bit mm. in the middle of this what thing. It is, is this power station runs off like horse poo. It's like, you know, manure. <laughs> yeah. they, they, they can, and it's like one bit of manure can yeah. last for a hundred years. Yeah. Right? And power. So they an, have, yeah. An entire, mm-hmm. an entire power grid just so on they, one manure. Exactly. Yeah. They have this, they have this, these bags of manure yeah. as fuel uh, and then <laughs> and like because they've set up traps and electric powered traps in the house so yeah. we, we see a load of like uh, Andy Serkis' henchmen get like zapped and like their hair's going all over yeah. the place and stuff and then like because they, they eventually get to the kids they've got a foolproof plan so they just go into the garage get on their bikes yeah and cycle away. the dog's in the front basket yeah <laughs> and then and then um... they get to the power station Mm. Um, and Andy Serkis is waiting for them. They have a oh, chase yeah. through it. They, they throw him out of a window and they think he's dead, but he's actually <laughs> just in this massive, mm. massive vat of dung. And, yeah. and uh, wait, like, yeah, because then uh, the dog runs off, right? Yeah. Uh, and the kids have been cornered. Mm. Uh, and the dog's the dog's off. The dog leaps in with this dog. cave, like an open-ended electric cable that's sparking in its <laughs> mouth, and it just leaps down, just zaps Andy Circus. Zaps Andy, getting caught in the blast. Yeah, oh, no, he zaps a load of these 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 soldier people. Mm. The floor's wet. The <laughs> yeah, uh, himself, right? But he gets knocked over towards, and this power station is next mm. to the big Tesla coil where they originally started playing. Mm. All comes back to the start the, that that area. Yeah. Um, uh, where like the ghost of Tesla stands up out of this dog, <laughs> yeah, and um, says, "I'm sorry, boy," in a kind of uh, iron giant way. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go now, and he uh, phases into the wire to this Tesla coil. The Tesla coil stands up; it's got arms and legs, <laughs> and starts punching Andy Circus. Kicks it, kicks him all the way into this big pile of dung, and then, and he then blasts, blasts off. off into space. Yep, he says, the end. goodbye, child. I have loved you. Sorry about the dog, and then blasts <laughs> off into space. So then we've just got ET. Sorry theme. about the dog. Yeah, we've got the ET theme playing backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favourite film we've ever done. Yeah. Best film I've ever made, that one is now. For some reason, we've got E.T. in the background. Yeah. <laughs> the E.T. film playing out he, in the background. The, the Iron Giant blasts up past the moon as E.T.'s flying across it. <laughs> he's actually... He, he's that, That's actually what's the cause of the power surges mm. in yeah. E.T. You know, all the... All the... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's... 
some really weird oh, science. Yeah. I enjoy that, that a lot. My tummy hurts from laughing. <laughs> so from Jack Greenway, we've got sample number 666. Six, six. Hold on. Shit. Hold on. That's Lilo and Stitch. Next one. What? What? It's Lilo and Stitch. He's, he's invention number 666. Is it? Oh, but like no. Also, yeah. Also, beast number six six six. That number That's has been the used joke. in other things. Isn't he sixty six? I'm pretty sure he's. Six, no, I'm pretty sure he's sixty six. Is he sixty six? Six two six. Maybe it's, it's been. Uh, listen, I I'm I'm backing myself do, up on do, this one. Do not. Number of the beast is six one six anyway. Yeah. But let's. Uh, it is six one six. I honestly have no idea why people have changed it to six six six. Because it looks better. It's more fun to draw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I take it all back. No, it's it's. I said 626 to begin with. Oh, <laughs> shit! I said it before. Okay, so this is a Lilo and Stitch. Uh, actually, no, it was already a series, so it's not Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I'm and it's also that. sample number, not like... Okay, so <laughs> let's, let's move along. Let's just that? not Jennifer deal. Garner, you're so wrong. I'm ruining it all. Stop let's trying to make listen. everything about Lilo and Stitch. And also don't start a pitch with the words, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's just, right. It's, uh, you know, have you ever heard of the film Flubber? I have. Yeah. Rings a bell. It's Kind of a sequel to that. It's got a dance. I know it's got a dance sequence it's got, in. It's got a dance sequence in. What's it a sample of? It's a sample of Flubber. Okay. It's a sample the, the, of Flubber so juice. Now, Flubber does have a sequel. Does it? Yeah. I believe so, it's yeah. son of Flubber. <laughs> it might well be. <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah. <laughs> what, when he marries um, the robot at the end? It's sort of a pseudo-sequel slash gritty reboot of Flubber. <laughs> Um, so, I'm I'm thinking we get Steve Buscemi. Mm. We open on Steve Buscemi, okay. and he's got like he's got you know how he's got big eyes. Yeah, he's got even bigger. Like <laughs> opening shot mm. is just Steve Buscemi leaning in with these big glasses, magnifying his eyes even more. Yeah, so it looks like a big old bug. Like yeah, it. it... Is it called Son of Flubber? It is called Son of Flubber. Flubber. <laughs> um, so, <Yes. laughs> um, so he leans in over this like uh, frosty sort of glass, mm-hmm. <laughs> breathes on it. Yeah, and he's like, he, he says, "I think we might have found it. I think I might have discovered the root of all evil." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is it flubber? But it's red. <laughs> it spins round, and it's a, it's a. Well, it's this. You can't see what it is inside this mm. all, all this smoke. It's in this like cylinder, um, and anyway, it turns out it's money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but like he's been working on it for ages and ages and ages. <laughs> like it's this weird sort of like pre-biblical thing. <laughs> Where he's like, I think I might have done it. All right, so we pan out, and he's in like, like Judaica, like <laughs> it's sure, like it's like in a lab. Yeah, <laughs> it's called Judaica Labs. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Steve Buscemi, Pandora Labs, big glasses, 
yeah. in a sort of modern day science lab. <laughs> you zoom out of Steve Buscemi's <laughs> bug-eyed face yeah. as he goes, I found it, the root of all evil. Zoom out, see the lab, zoom out of the window, and it's just like Bethlehem. life of Brian times. I yeah. think I think it's probably regular times. I just think okay. everyone's probably happy and there's no ill. It's like as if the Garden of Eden never was left. <laughs> no, no, it's it's if uh, no, he's uh, bioengineered money. Yeah. <laughs> so like, in, you know how people can forge notes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is he's taken the DNA of dollar of bills money. and grown more money. Okay. Okay, and and um, okay, so the. Um, the cool thing is, it's like a symbiote, mm. and instead of it being money, like you pass back and forth, it attaches to you. Oh my god! So it can't be stolen. Mm. But the more you have, the more it needs. The more it like makes oh. you want to to, to grab it. Oh. So it's this glue oh. that sort of attaches to people's backs, yeah. and it starts on the back of you. And it's like he, he they market it as this um, uh, unstealable, like unstealable thing that you put on the back of your neck. It's like this a little is, glob that goes on the back of your neck it's, and it's like a wallet. It's the yeah. next step up from contactless. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, and you can just... I, can, can we say it's on your left hand or on your forehead? <laughs> okay, because that's, like that's the, biblical... the, bar, the Bible yes. thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. that's good. So that's good. it's, yeah, you, you, it starts on your left hand and all you have to do is like wave your hand over, over yeah. something. And some of it a little go, bit will <laughs> fall off, yeah. And onto, onto the, the, another pile of it. It's like slime. Mm. Yeah. Um... Uh, and, it, and it like you can't even tell it's there. Mm. It melts into your flesh mm. until you put your hand over oh. it, and then it goes, Whoop! and then love that. <laughs> a piece of your a piece of your flesh like detaches out. It's just slimy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... Why would anyone get this? <laughs> because you can't see it at other times. Yeah. Fair. So only when you pay for it. <laughs> Only when yeah. you're paying, only when, only when you're making a transaction. Yeah. Do you have this gloop come out of your left hand or your forehead? Yeah. yeah. And go onto a chip and pin machine. <laughs> oh dear. So uh, and then you have like millionaires. People start really buying into this, like they have done with cryptocurrency. Yeah. And they're starting like, oh, we really think that uh, the sample six six six. Uh, is gonna is, is gonna be the the way forward, and they, they, it all starts growing up their their, their left arm <laughs> all the way around, and then in a spiral up into their forehead. I think the so the the I think the antagonistic aspect of this film has to be that like that people start hoarding this money. Like out, like you know, uh, Fort Knox style mm. in vaults. Uh, eventually, a pile gets so big that it just starts like rolling around well, America. It trying it wouldn't to, be, it wouldn't, they wouldn't hoard it in a vault. They'd hoard it on themselves. It'd be one guy yeah. who gets so rich on it that they they start uh, they themselves are rolling around. Yeah, <laughs> because they, I mean, it's not it's it's not an impersonal currency. You can't take it off y- yourself. That's the yeah. whole point. It's always mm. okay, your okay. money is always attached to you. Um, so right. it it gets Does bigger it and bigger. Does it eventually suffocate? Who is playing this this rich boy? Uh, um, Robert think, Downey Jr. Robert Downey, yeah, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. I think uh, eventually he has so much that it suffocates him, <laughs> and it is now just moving his body around, sucking up more money as it goes, yeah, and destroying capitalism. That's oh, my end goal for this film. I, I, I was I was thinking like it'd be like Venom. The film Venom, <laughs> but 
better, <laughs> but not terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because, like, obviously, this film, money is about greed and yeah. stuff. And I think uh, in this world where Steve Buscemi's created this gloop money yeah. thing. Mm. Steve Buscemi's the hero of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. He's. Um, I think I think we're best off just pitching the world this film's setting. <laughs> the rest you can just sort of. I think out. it's a War of the Worlds style uh, kind of thing where the best they can do is just not get got by it. <laughs> yeah. And so like people, when they start to get it attached to them, if they don't mm. give stuff up, if they don't stay below a certain level of like corruption of it. Yeah. Mm. If their bank balances don't stay below a certain level, then they start to to crave more and more of it. Oh yeah, like it's it's like a disease sort of like mm. where you get addicted to hoarding it yeah. and stuff. So like you've got the rich, the 1% are just like massive massive mounds of flesh yeah. roaming the landscape <laughs> stealing like picking up it it's like attack on titan the kind of vibe <laughs> where they're just giant people just eating other people well yeah. that's robert down jr is this huge titan of a thing mm. and on top of him he's picking up supermarkets full of stuff <laughs> like he just pick it up and plonk it on top of himself so that no one can get to yeah. the food until like he's he's let them up yes. at which point they they get corrupted and and work for him it's a mm. metaphor for uh corporate america is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like that was so obvious it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so um uh yeah i think steve buscemi's like oh no what are we gonna do about my my brand new invention that ruined the world i uh, think communism i think that it ruins itself I think it, it breaks the entirety of America um, to the point where Steve Buscemi is like, what are we going to do? And they ended up just hiding and then coming out of a bunker like mm. uh, five years later. Mm. And it's just a wasteland. But all this, all, all the these, these globs are like wasting away and evaporating mm. into the sun. They're well, nowhere to be found. So it's just you end up with a barter system. Yeah. Well, I, I think... Well, I think at the beginning of the film where it's it's I think we we need to pitch a trilogy of films. Right. Oh, okay. You know like Planet of the Apes, the new yeah. the new films. It it follows they that same it. thing. Okay. Where it's like these rich people get more and more powerful and then like at the end of the film Steve Buscemi comes out of the bunker and just sees like the landscape like it's just ruined and there's just these giant fat Money monsters roaming yeah. the earth, just like like wah, the state of marshmallow wah, man wah, from wah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's great. Like fighting, you know, like <laughs> properly, like punching and ripping each other's arms off. Oh, and nice. Stuff. Yeah. I've anyway. I've just got the like final set of the trilogy. Mm. I figured it out. So we can have the, the second film is then so that's the end of the first film, mm. and the second film is them overcoming the money monsters and kind of rebuilding a sense of society, mm. and the third film um, is a sort of Jurassic Park style mm. where where um, Richard Attenborough has has <sighs> rebuilt some money monsters for people to go and see the follies of their way. Like, we spared no expense uh, <laughs> as it goes. And, uh, That's a weird way to reboot a franchise. And then the island we falls to do a trilogy. Like let's not close anything out. Let's just have the first two films in retrospective. <laughs> it's like let's see how they built Jurassic Park. Yeah. 
That's what That's I my idea know. for it. Listen, I got the phrase spared no expense, and I was like, how do I use that? Spared no expense. <laughs> I was rewatching that film the other day. Do you know how, how, how many times he says it? It's literally a catchphrase. Yeah. What is going on with that film? It's perfect. Best one ever made. Like, I don't really mind it. My, my, my brother keeps saying it, <laughs> like, as a thing. You're just saying the words Jurassic Park. No, no. Um, spared spare no, no expense. expense. Listen, when I have a house and I can host people again whenever anybody comes up we spared no expense offering them like a cup of tea you're wearing a hat and have like a cane with yeah, an amber I'm gonna amber get one of those amber canes if I if it kills me I'm getting spared one of those no amber canes on this Halloween party <laughs> I look forward to it <laughs> purely for that line yeah <laughs> okay oh he also eats like eight tubs of ice cream at one point in that film Richard Attenborough. Oh, right. turn up, like, he's, Ellie comes film? in, he's just eating, like, eight, he's like, they were going to melt because the power's gone off. She's just like, <laughs> spend no expense <laughs> on this ice cream. <laughs> spend no expense. <laughs> I will expend, I won't spare any expense eating these. If they melt, the expense will be spared. <laughs> <laughs> That's his arc. Yeah. <laughs> Learning to let go of expense Str- spared. Stress eating ice cream. Yeah. Right. I mean, if any occasion called for stress eating, he is, it's the yeah. fall of Jurassic Park. And the potential death of his grandchildren. Yeah. What's next? He seems oddly sort of okay with that. He, this is it. he just goes to this guy like, will you be so good as to get a jeep and bring back my grandchildren next the next scene he's just binge eating ice cream with having heard no word from anybody <laughs> and knowing the T-Rex is out he's just like well I'll just eat this strawberry ice cream it'll all probably be fine that's the thing the T-Rex isn't the real threat in that movie no it's people people are the real monster <laughs> Jurassic Park Tom <laughs> Dennis Nidri is the real monster <laughs> Jurassic Park. Leopold the man from who this. I discovered is from Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to say where he came from <laughs> when you said who I discovered is from space. <laughs> I, through careful uh, sleuthing, discovered... <laughs> Wayne Knight is from he crashed, <laughs> crashed in 1975. <laughs> he like that film. He like that film warned me at a, a young age what kind of men to avoid, and it's men like that. It was a good lesson Fat for me nerds. to learn. Yes, here's a, here's a question: Is he the professor from Richie Rich? Or no. Not. No. It's just very, a very similar character. It's a very similar character, and the one from Rishi Rich looks more like a beaver. Uh, <laughs> and he also looks a little bit like a beaver crossed with um, Kyle from Kyle Glass. Yes. From Tenacious mm. D. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, I didn't even, yeah, didn't even notice that. Yeah, that's the guy from Richie Rich. That sort of coconut-shaped head with the grey beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, Wayne Knight is the guy from Jurassic Park. Uh, Dennis Nidri from... He's also... I'm pretty sure it's just Wayne Knight in Space Jam. Yeah. yeah. He's playing himself. Yeah. Yes, I think so he is, yeah. There's that whole mm. bit where he's trying to get Michael Jordan from the golf hole. Michael Jordan, B. Murray, Bill, Bill Murray, B. Murray. B. Murray. Uh, I was just thinking Murray Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan. B. Murray. It needs a reboot. 
Space Jam with Michael B. Jordan. No, they don't. Actually, no, they do. <laughs> Give him all the film roles he wants. Michael I B. Watch... Jordan playing Michael Jordan. <laughs> no, Michael playing B. Jordan Michael playing B. Bill B. Murray's character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A famous actor. Yeah. I forgot Bill Murray was in that. Yeah. I watched it for the first time the other week and uh, nothing happens in that film. What's Space Jam? It's about an hour long. <laughs> the ending is, is about uh, 35 minutes long. Like uh, and like after the after the um, after they win the basketball game, mm. which I'll let you know is no more than twenty five. So minutes. anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's longer than the that. final basketball game is 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 no more than sort of half an hour. Actually, you know, yeah, if it is an hour and a half movie, it does spend a lot of it's time. Barely up. an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and then the rest. A huge amount. The, the the basketball game is as long as the stuff after the basketball game, mm-hmm. which is like just a bunch of closing scenes where people go back to various planets and um, Michael Jordan. Like the, the the very last scene is Michael Jordan handing a glowing basketball back to some basketball players who we'd <laughs> forgotten about. Yeah, definitely. I, for- I forgot there was a whole bit. Where they're in therapy, yeah. they, go, they go to a they go to a fortune teller. Yeah, and she's like she explains the plot of the movie, and then they go, "Oh, what the fuck!" <laughs> Sends out some cartoons have stolen your basketball powers. <laughs> no, I, this is ridiculous. I li- I personally oh. like the bit where it goes full animated, and and uh, Danny DeVito explains to Michael Jordan what's going to happen if he loses. Yeah, and it's like. Michael Jordan, we're going to put you in a theme park with a ball and chain around your ankle and Make everyone will e- else will be given stairs to slam dunk against you so that they think that, they, so that they've beaten Michael Jordan at basketball. <laughs> you know what? It's not as good as back in action. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I'm not seeing it. It's pretty, he plays he plays Brendan Fraser's down. stuntman. What's next? It's yeah. great. What's Let's next? Just leave, leave Brendan Fraser out of this. No. <laughs> I like where your head's at. Thanks. What's your favourite invention? Tell me now. Be- beans. That's a food. What kind of beans? Hinds? Because <laughs> they aren't ones. giving us money, so you should wait until they give us money and then <laughs> advertise for them. Not not Heinz. <laughs> they are probably... Rubbish, never had them, but if they send me a load, I will give them a review. Okay, good, good work. Good work, Matt. It's my favourite invention, in, what's in... your favourite invention? Favourite invention? Um, I think my favourite invention is, um, you know those like grabby things that are on a real long stick where you pull the handle at your end and it like opens its mouth, like, so you get some that are shaped like sharks? I don't know what those are, but if they send me a lot of them, then I will give an honest review of <laughs> how they are good. Like trash pickers. Yeah, right. but like you know, they've got like fun animal heads on them, and you can pick things up from far away. Or they have spider catchers that are the same kind of thing, but it's got a cup on the end, and you suction it out. <gasps> like a kind of weird Hoover. Yeah, it's on like a meter long stick, and it's got a cup, yeah. and then like a sort of suction thing, and you suck it into like a second chamber. With like a, a little handle. Speaking of really long sticks, mine would have to be the selfie stick. Oh, that's a good one. It's not. It's a good <laughs> invention. Is it's, it? No, I think mine would have to be the steam train. 
No, that's a classic I one. I like that. I it's like this too. I like, I like going on train journeys. You like a train, a nice train. Yeah, Soothing, I think I've never it? been on a steam train. No, me neither. Actually, no. Wait, I have a uh, beamish. I believe mm. it wasn't moving. <laughs> I was on it. I like the little so train. Your, your have... favourite invention, really, is a series, a series of metal boxes <laughs> with doors and seats in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you don't have to have ridden on it to like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I like The Rock. Not ridden him. Yeah. I'd love to get on his back. <laughs> I'd love to get on his back and go, yo, let's go. <laughs> Somewhere fun. Because, <laughs> oh. like, to him, I'm pretty sure my weight would be like lifting a tiny rock. Yeah. The rock. But like he had an ant on his back and he was just... Yeah. And then he'll take you where you're going. He'll be like, he'll, he'll take you to Chessington World of Adventure. Um, and then uh, uh, and then he'll set you down and he'll say, thank you, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And then he'll say, you're welcome. <laughs> what can I say, Tom, except you're welcome? I'll be like... And then he'll just... Blast off into the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like the Iron Giant that he is. Say, I'm off to Thorpe Park. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> oh, right. What are some inventions people want us to talk My about? My favourite invention is um, the roller coaster. <laughs> I see where this is going. It would be good if I had I had one in my back my back garden. <laughs> yeah, thought you might be. Can like in the f- smash hit film Richie Rich. 19- and yeah, hang on. <laughs> 19- smash 19- hit. We did find out today it only has twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Richie Rich, starring Jonathan Hyde, and. Um, some other people, but it did take like forty million in America. So yeah, I it's very it's important. Right. It's an important film. Basically, basically, the Citizen Kane of films. It, it is. It is the Citizen Kane of films. Um, Richie Rich. Yeah. I mean, it has like he's got in, a roller coaster in his back garden. Let me just stop you there, Kane. Tom. He's got a roller coaster <laughs> in his back garden. Yeah. In his in Citizen Kane, his name is Citizen Kane. Richie Rich, his name is Richie Rich. Yeah. Think about that. Very similar movies. They're both about rich people. And 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 people say in Richie Rich, Richie, you're so rich. And in Citizen Kane, presumably they say you are a citizen, Kane. Yeah. And isn't that a similarity? The, the, they both have scenes in which it goes like this. How did you come across your wealth and fortune? And they both say, like, it's weird the similarity. Yeah. They both say, "Oh, it's it's my white privilege." <laughs> That's what they do. They say that. That is yeah. true. That is that is true. Progressive, Tom. weren't they? Very progressive films. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Can't, you know what? I can't argue with that. What? One day I'm going to stop coming on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is what we've been doing every every week now. It's just like we do bits where we're not laughing. We just make up a weird world. 
problem is, right, is if I, I think there's only, there's a very limited amount of he's got a roller coaster in his back garden, like quota that I can hear in my life. And I think at some point, no, if you say it enough no, times, I might like detonate. <laughs> You're scared of the bomb inside I think, you. I think, you know, like um, they did to poor old Bucky, a good boy Bucky in The Winter Soldier, when he's got like them code words oh, yeah. that send him into a rage. I think I've been MK Ultra'd that, that that is my phrase. That those are phrases that no one has ever said in succession to each yeah. other. So he has a roller coaster in his back garden. Best film ever made is something that will never be said out in just co- regular conversation. <laughs> so it's safe to assume that's a trigger word for Unless the Winter Soldier. Matt's around, in which case every three seconds he's going to start triggering Russian spies left, right, and centre. You better hope that's not the case because I ain't stopping. <laughs> Stop him popping on your champagne campaign. What? That's a bit, it just, the way you said stop him made me think of a 50 cent lyric. Okay. Apologies for that. It's a real good, it's a real fun song though. Right, got to get an invention here. I've got to think of some good inventions that, that are needed in films that Robin Williams hasn't already made. I think... To be honest, the titles might provide us with some of those. I hope so. Nope. Nope. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's two that are pretty vague. Okay. Um, one that uh, names an invention. Okay, yeah, that's, good, that's good. We got one of them. Fine. Um, one, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We just gotta not make it Black Mirror episode, okay? Because I'll do a bad. There's thing not a chance of, of that, I'm afraid. <laughs> that happened last time I did that. Yeah, no, it'd be fine. Okay. Everything is basically gonna be flubber. <laughs> Everything is flubber. Yep. It's part bum, of a dream. Or the mask. Oh, that's not invention. It's just another film with a mamba in it. Great film though, isn't it? Yeah, classic, it's great. classic, good bit of comedy. Some, somebody mask. stop me! It's on my, <laughs> it's on my Amazon list. Somebody stop me! Somebody stop me! <laughs> that's what Jim oh. Carrey. How Jim Carrey says it now. <laughs> that's my favourite line from the film. Um, the film, the the hilarious nineties smash hit film, um, The Mask. Um, somebody, stop somebody stop me! me. Yeah. Um, I like the bit where he says, um, "Smoking." <laughs> smoking smoking yeah that's really good it's funny because like he doesn't smoke much in that film but he does smoke some there's a bit where he smokes like a massive cigar and and I think it does it come out of holes in his body I know that's when he drinks a big oh he drinks a big margarita yeah he drinks a big margarita and um but he gets shot with some tommy guns oh yeah before that oh that paper on the floor um, <laughs> that is the w- w- wacky and wicked sense of humour that the mask. Do you know what my favourite bit of the mask Carey is? The best bit of the mask is the bit where the dog puts it on. And he gets a, <laughs> a cookie and crazy dog mask. Yeah. Uh, and he wheezes on everybody, I yeah. think. Yeah, he does. He does wheel, wheel on everyone. Just wheel on everyone. Um, he... It's like that bit in Transformers where the Transformer man somehow does a wee on a man. Who is the bad man? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's like stop lubricating the man. Yeah, he does a big wee on him with his with his transformer lubricant. Oh, so much 
Oh God, Tom, you're just shedding you're just, paper. You really like, wrecked that pad up. Not, not I like. You got it into the time. the wacky and wild sense of humour that is Jim Carrey's The Mask. We just got too into it. Uh, Who directed The Mask? Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey directed, starred, co-starred, co-directed, produced. Played every character in The Mask. Every character. Maybe it was. I think it was Steven Spielberg. No. I think it was Tim Burton. <laughs> no, it was not Spielberg. I know, I think I'm pretty sure it was Spielberg, <laughs> Tom. It'd be a weird film if it was Spielberg. I think it's, it's Tim Burton. It's, it's an... What are no, our final mask. guesses? Um Oh, what's his name? Um He did bad ones recently. Bad films. That could be Tim a lot Burton. of people. Kirk, Spielberg. Kirk, what's his name? <laughs> Columbus. Chris Columbus. Oh, no. A, a bold choice, a bold choice. Uh, I it, think it's... Um, Chris Columbus was on form during the 90s, but he did get worse and worse and worse. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Actually, it's Chuck Russell. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know who that is. It's some dude. Chuck Russell Originals. Yeah. <laughs> Featured song, Cuban Pete, though. It's the first thing it says when you look at the mask. Featured song, Cuban Pete. It's a great song. Cuban Pete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he directed some classics. Did old Chuck Russell. Oh yeah. The Scorpion King. Oh, what a classic! Fuck. Best film ever made. He's got the rock for a face. <laughs> he does. Um, <laughs> Scorpions for a body. The Nightmare on Elm Street. Three. <laughs> you got to say that part in small, small number. Nightmare on Elm Street. Cubed. The blob. <laughs> Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. A splash, a splash, mm-hmm. a splash. I don't understand. Um, Dreamscape. Don't know what that is, but it looks like it tries to do a Neil Jones poster. Okay. Um, uh, girls just want to have fun. Looks bad. Music I, video. For I the... think some of these might just be porn. Girls just want to have fun. Cheerleaders Wild Weekend. I think you might just direct porn videos, guys. No, Sounds that, like a teen movie. That doesn't sound like porn. He's got a film coming out this year called Jungly. 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 Jung. J U N G L E E. In one word. It's all one word. That's all his movies. It's Jumanji. Scorpion King. It's the Jumanji like offcuts for the script. <laughs> I I don't know how someone goes straight into a film like The Scorpion King. I think there's a blob before that, to be fair. Mm. I think he's done films before Scorpion King. Fair. Those those his top ones. Fair. Before it's, that it was infomercials for yeah. weightlifting products. It's like the the um Have you heard that Kevin Smith story about talking about uh making a Superman film? No. no. Oh, right. I think he was—he was—he was sort of thing like sort of cast to write the Tim Burton Superman film mm. with Nick Cage. Or right. I think it might have been—I think Will Smith was up for a role, was up for that role. Mm. Um, something like that. But he was talking about how he was talking to the producer of it, and then how out of the fucking blue he said can I have a giant mechanical spider in it please what <laughs> then, what yeah like this guy this producer guy I can't remember his name but he was insane like <laughs> and then he, and then he he took it back to the board the director's board and was just like 
yeah, yeah, he, uh, he mentioned the spider. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned Jeremy Kangle's spider. He was like, oh, yeah, no, he, he, he wants that. He wants that. Like, they knew. They knew it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, the whole thing got put on, like, hold, sort of canned kind of thing. And, and then, then the Wild Wild West. Yeah, the Wild Wild West. Same Wild producer. Wild West. <laughs> Same producer as the Wild Wild West. <laughs> He just wanted to jam So, like, that story gave the knowledge of what, what that producer's like. I'm like, oh my god, that makes so much more sense now. I need to know what else this producer has made. <laughs> Tom, Hollywood expert, I need, I, need, I need you to find me the name right, of this Right, so what, producer. Wild Wild West producer... Wild Wild West producer who insisted on a giant mechanical spider. Specifically, thank you very much. Is it Barry Sonnenfield? I think so, yeah. Or John Peters. Um, John Peters as producer along with director Barry Sonnenfeld. John Peters was producer of the... Uh, uh, oh no, it's gone, hold on. Do all them Superman ones. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I have found this full uh, this full quote from the interview. I mean, it's on Wikipedia. So pinch of salt, this lads. According to Smith, Peters had expressed disdain for most of Superman's iconic characteristics <laughs> by demanding that Superman was never to fly <laughs> or appear in his trademark costume. It's such a it's such a good story. Like <laughs> it gets. I'm just. I'm sorry. There's, there's so much to this anecdote. Yeah. He suggested Sean Penn as being ideal. This, Wikipedia okay. as being ideal for the role based on his performance as a death row inmate in Dead Man Walking. <laughs> Saying that Penn had the eyes of a caged animal, a fucking killer. <laughs> Peters then demanded the third act film include a fight between Superman and a giant spider. <laughs> this to guy be was unveiled, so coked up. <laughs> to be unveiled in a homage to King Kong. <laughs> what? You see, I would much rather have seen that film than Man of Steel. This guy is so coked up. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, I don't want him flying. <laughs> so what else has this guy done? Oh man! What was his name? I... He served as for Superman Returns and Man of Steel. <laughs> he was banned from the Man of Steel set by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why is he flying? That's amazing. <laughs> That's incredible. He um, produced the adaptation of the Sandman comics for Warner Brothers. What? How is this guy getting work? <laughs> Hollywood is fucking weird. Yeah. It's so strange. Oh, man. Neil Gaiman's got some shit to say about him as well. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. In a 2005 interview, Gaiman said, uh, the Sandman, Sandman movies, they just got increasingly appalling. It was really strange. <laughs> they started hiring some really good people, and you got Elliot and Rossio and Roger Avery came in and did a draft. They were all solid scripts. And then John Peters fired all of them and got in some people who take orders and who wanted fistfights and all this stuff. It had no sensibility. And it was just... They were horrible. <laughs> wow. The thing is, though, this Kevin Smith, uh, like... I think he's, he's doing a presentation or something like that. Like, he's, he's just there to talk. 
to a bunch of... He's just doing a talk. Right. And I'm just like, Kevin Smith would make a great stand-up. His timing is ridiculous. <laughs> Kevin Smith is amazing. He's really, really funny. Like, his films are trash, question mark. Mm. But, like, his writing and just sense of timing is incredible. Is, hang on. Which one is Silent Bob? Is that Kevin Smith? That's Kevin Smith. That is Kevin Smith. I Absolute agree. I, I agree. But now let's talk about the masks some more. <laughs> um, <laughs> now let's I, do the, a fucking listen, podcast. Just, okay, sorry, I, was, I, needed, I needed a punchline to the end of that bit. Just, just to, to surprise <laughs> absolutely nobody, John Peters uh, had a harass, sexual harassment lawsuit from his former assistant, had about 3.3 million to her um, because of Superman Returns and his, the way he treated her throughout that. Wow. And it, uh, that whole suit ended his career. And since 2001, Peters has had only two credits, one for producing and one for executive producing, which was already underway, like, before the suit ended. Wow. So... My eyes are wide with disbelief. <laughs> what a surprise. A Hollywood producer who's a bad man. You've got him closed, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a fun distraction. What inventing, what inventing are we doing today, Tom? Beedly, beedly, beekaboo. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.